It's episode 43, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. We are back another week, another list of topics, another hour of enjoyment. Best time of your life. What's going on? Thanks for checking us out. I was in Austin this past weekend. How was that? I mean, circumstances, not that great. Yeah. You know, family in the hospital and all, but dad's yeah. in the hospital, but... Got to hear a little bit of Loud Love It play at Austin City Limits. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Is no. It no, it's not. You don't like Loud Love no, It? No, not oh, at okay. all. I'll tell you who I do like, though. Yeah? And, and he's probably old school. You know, you're probably you know, a big fan of him a long time ago, but I just stumbled upon him today. It was old Shooter Jennings. Oh, yeah. Waylon Jennings' son. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Rogan's podcast, and, you know, pretty interesting dude, and with some of his stuff. Anyway, before we start... I have a buddy that I work with. He's out in California, Los Angeles area. Uh, but his son uh, actually opened a sushi bar in Austin yeah, okay. called She's Not Here. Interesting um, name. Where'd that come from? Interesting story. All right. Uh, there's a Japanese word. He told it to me. We dabble in those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he told me. Uh, I don't know what the Japanese word is. Yeah. Uh, but he did, he did tell us because I did ask him how he got the name. For this podcast. Like, well, a funny story. I got a Japanese symbol tattooed. It turns out this <laughs> is what it meant. Now, wait, the, the word uh, is translated into English as she's not here. Uh-huh. Um, but it's actually um, better translated as they're not here right now. Okay. Uh, but there's a connotation behind it that, that loses uh, its meaning in translation. When you're in Japanese, when you're in Japan, and if, like, say you and I were at at my house visiting and someone were to come knock on the door and ask if you were there um i would use this word that eventually means he's not here they're not here right now but the connotation behind the word is uh they're actually here but we're having too good of a time enjoying each other's company mm -hmm. so you need to go away so we can continue it okay so the idea behind the restaurant is 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 essentially you're having such a good time in the restaurant and enjoying yourself that you, you know, the cares and everything in the outside world uh, need to go away so you can continue to enjoy it. And yeah. so that's the idea behind it. Okay. So, like I said, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Is that uh, written on the wall? Do they explain that? Cause no, I, I, I mean this, this, this guy, my, my buddy's son is actually the owner of this. I mean, he started it. Yeah. And so. Uh, <laughs> Got reservations. He squeezed us in Friday night at nine thirty. Yeah. Uh, we sat at the sushi bar. He's a sushi chef, so he's up, he's actually up there making the sushi. Yeah. And uh, we, my wife and I, order. Asked him what we what he recommends. He said, "Y'all just let me take care of you. Don't worry about it." And we're like, "All right, sounds good." Which is always dicey, man. Yeah. Because some of that sushi was fifteen dollars per piece. Yeah. Per un piece of sushi. Some rare fish. Uh, yeah, and so anyway, so we're I'm like, okay, man, this could be a cool experience, or we could end up walking out of with a three hundred dollar bill, you know. So anyway, we eat, we eat, we eat, and he's just going down his specialty list, right? And uh, and he brought out some rare blue tin, uh, bluefin tuna or uh, uh, albacore tuna or something like that. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Yeah. I mean, everything was great. I mean, I, we didn't eat anything that went bad. Next one came out is wagyu beef. Um, so he, dude, this guy has the, the two pieces in his hand. 
and he's had a blowtorch. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But the best part is, like, after that, I'm like, all right, this guy's man chunking some some scratch at us. Yeah. So either, A, I need to cut this bill off <laughs> before I end up having to take out a mortgage <laughs> to pay for it, or I don't want to be a glutton. Hey, like, you boss. Know, hey, put boss. Hey, boss, slow it down. So I said, hey, man, got a you know, job. yeah, let's cut us off. You know, we're good. Anyway, my, my wife, or he comes up to my, my wife and I, and he's like, hey, do you guys have room for one more bite? And he goes, i got a special piece that I want to give you guys. And uh, we're like, yeah, sure. So he comes up, and before he hands it to us, he goes, hey, this is a uh, bluefin tuna. Yes. He I don't goes, think I've heard of that. Well, because 80% of all bluefin tuna caught goes to Japan. Oh. Uh, and then there's a special area in Japan that catches it, and 99% of that bluefin tuna goes uh, to Japan. Yeah. So what he essentially says, we bought this fish from Japan, from that area in Japan, uh, so what's not code for dolphin, is it? No, it's uh, it's a legit, it's, it's underbelly bluefish tuna, yeah, no, uh, whatever bluefin tuna. I mean, yeah. Anyway, he said, so what you're eating right now is is more than likely a once in a lifetime opportunity. Oh, uh, he goes because it's a w- once in a lifetime opportunity for me to buy it. Yeah. So for you to eat it, same thing. So I'm like, sweet man, serve it up, and it was delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And then I went and looked it up the next day. Like, man, this underbelly of the bluefin tuna, man, was $265 a pound. Wow. And you have to buy the whole fish. Yeah. And. How big the fish? Uh, 500 pounds or so. <laughs> That's great. So check this. The record, because it's supply and demand. So if there's a low demand the yeah. s- the, or low supply, the demand increases. The most paid for one of those fish is for a 559-pound fish, $1.2 million. Goodness. Now, on average, you're looking at easy six figures for a fish. And so. That's why us Okies eat catfish. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, you know, kind of tallying what. And dude hooked us up, man. Yeah. We paid $30 for the entire meal. <laughs> so yeah. it's good to know people. Yeah. But highly rec. I mean, dude, the atmosphere was great. Uh, it's on 2nd Street uh, right there around uh, ACL. Yeah. Um know that area pretty well yeah so if you're in austin man check out she's not here sushi bar man as well i mean like i said everything Tell him you want the josh walker discount yeah <laughs> I don't jo- know if josh can, said i could come and eat here yeah, for free i don't know if you oh, you're not getting that, out of there under 500 yeah no ex- well expect ex- i mean there that like i said the stuff he was giving us was a little yeah. on the higher end but they had some we ordered some butter some uh butter crab rolls yeah uh that were what you would normally pay for a piece of sushi and yeah. hands down best sushi I've ever eaten yeah. at this place. Yeah. I mean, obviously the higher end you would expect to pay it, but even this stuff that was comparable to other places, I mean, it's still probably some of the best tasting stuff I've had. Yeah. Austin threw me off. Um, so when I was in college, everybody, you know, who loved music or, or any kind of art film or anything, always talked about how much they wanted to go to Austin. And when they talked about it, I really thought it was going to be, artsy area you know and mm-hmm. you know i thought it'd be cool so i went down there i was not prepared for how much money is in austin oh yeah tons of money in austin man you seeing, know um, seeing those high-end sports cars i saw a lamborghini one time there and i was just wasn't expecting it in a lot of the restaurants in fact the majority of the restaurants were high-end really nice restaurants you had to kind of get kind of outside of downtown before you got into go down sixth street and, and even those are all um 
you know, specialty places, you know. Sixth Street is probably, and that's why it's so popular. Now you're not going to find a McDonald's real easy around there. No, you know, it's but, be but Sixth Street is your unique. more. Um, no, I went down Sixth Street. No, but I'm just saying that. Went up and down it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where you're going to find your more affordable stuff. Yeah. You're, you're kind of down-to-earth, blue-collar guy. Yeah. It's second and fourth. Uh, those areas are the ritzy areas. Yeah. Uh, but Sixth Street is kind of where everyone yeah. goes. Yeah. Be that's careful where you walk in. Yeah. It's, but, it can be high end pretty quick. Oh yeah. No. No doubt. But it we was cool, man. We always have a good time when we go. I love Austin. Yeah. Uh-huh. We always have a good time when we go. I've gone for a few different reasons. Uh, but the majority of the trips were to go to the ACL Fest. Yeah. I uh, see a lot of good bands and everything. Um, but we've also, so, <laughs> I think one of my first uh just trips down there was um, a good friend rc edwards when he uh was just out of school and he was a pharmacist uh, before he did the band and uh he had to go to a convention in austin he was like hey man you want to go down to austin with me so it's like yeah you know i got a job now so i'm out of college got a job so i had a little money and we went down there and you know we'd never had good jobs before we didn't have great not, well he had a good job i'd have had a normal job but you know, I was like, let's go eat somewhere nice, man. We've always kind of gotten by on sandwiches and, and scraping by, so let's uh. let's go somewhere nice. And we went just randomly, walked into a downtown little place. We didn't even know what to order. We ended up going with oysters, and we got raw oysters, and uh, they had six or seven different types. And I said, just give us, like, two of each, whatever you got. Uh-huh. And they brought out this tray, and that was my first experience to ever eat oysters. And they were the best I've yeah. ever Oyster had. Oyster bait. They were great, man. They were so great. And I've been hooked on them since, but, you know, around <coughs> here you got to. Well, San Antonio, I'll take you down to San Antonio one. Yeah. San Antonio's got. to get closer to the ocean, I guess, to get good yeah, ones. Yeah, San Antonio's got a uh, week called Fiesta Week. Yeah. Uh, most of the week is uh, Niosa. Night in old San Antonio where you essentially just go downtown and just muddle through crowds of people for food and, yeah. and all that. People, you know, booze it up and all that. But, you know, the food's great. I mean, it's just you have vendors and all that. But it kicks off Fiesta Week uh, with a thing called Oyster Bake. Yeah. And Oyster Bake, it either kicks it off or ends it. I can't remember. It, it's one of the two. <coughs> but it's two nights. It has a... Uh, a country music uh, concert one night, and yeah. then a rock concert another night. And That's they cool. had uh, Stone Temple Pilots there one the one time I was there. But anyway, oysters is is what it's based on. So you just they have oyster vendors all over. You're just sitting there yeah. shucking them and eating them. So I didn't realize how good they were until I had them there. Yeah, I love them now. Yeah, uh, I don't get to eat them very often, but man, I love them. I yeah. love them when I can. Oysters are awesome, man. But, yeah. Um. You yeah, know, awesome. Owen, you ever heard the, the comedian Owen Benjamin? Yes. He's on uh, <coughs> Stephen Crowder a lot now. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a comedian. Yeah. Like, hangs in the circles with Rogan and and all those guys. Okay. Uh, Mark Macon and all them. He's in that sir L.A. circle, but he's extremely conservative. So oh, he gets okay. a lot of trash talked about him. Uh, yeah. Got blackballed from, from Twitter and all that. Well, he wasn't even extremely conservative to begin with. He kind of got pushed over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his his the main thing he had issues with and the thing he got blackballed for was uh, not agreeing that four-year-old should get hormone blockers. Yeah, but he did something. Yeah. No, that, no I well, mean, I'm saying why he got kicked off Twitter. 
it's ridiculous, whatever it is. No, it, w- it was that statement. It, that's what he talks about all the time yeah. on Crowder. Is that he? I'm sure he did it in like song form or something yeah. because he's that's a funny kinda, dude. That's a shtick. Yeah, because his his uh, his Twitter handle is huge pianist. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he plays the piano. I get what you yeah, did there. He's pretty. He's <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. But he says about Austin. Uh, he goes Austin, Portland, uh, L.A., and a couple others are cool cities where the locals are ticked off that. Uh, the hippies have kind of, kind of ruined the city. Oh, you know what yeah? I mean? Yeah. And in other words, the the officials have catered to the, the the squeaky wheel. You know, vegans and like you and in Austin, you can't you can't go in a grocery store. You can't go in any retail store and get a plastic bag to walk out with. You have to bring your own bag. Well, that's a good get, thing, though. I mean, to a degree, yes. Um, I'm not a fan of those little plastic bags. They oh, drive me crazy, dude. Man. I got I don't know what else I'd lie my trash bathroom cans. Can, <laughs> cans with if i didn't have them you know we use them we reuse them we don't throw them away we reuse yeah. them you know often but anyway it's just you know you the bike carry groceries home in a paper sack though you can get way more in an arm load oh yeah <laughs> so no I, I like paper sacks I'm, no and, uh, and that's I'm the thing that, but you can't get that either because of the trees that's my point yeah the trees are a re- renewable resource though well, and they okay. grow pretty efficiently well, no but they cry when you cut them down well that's just a ridiculous <laughs> argument that's when people get confused between preservation and conservation and but don't understand and that you're right you're responsible practices right. and, forestry. and that's the same people who have issues with hunting and that's the same people you know what well, i mean some people just have issues with everything because they've kind of got issues yeah and and they went to austin and so the locals are mad because they're there yeah. and they're mad because the the city officials are catering to these people who yeah. get you know so that, that's kind of a lot of people go to austin for different reasons but then again uh I love it. Most of the people that I know that went down there um, were from my college days, and in my college days, I kind of lived on the strip and hung around. Well, I love Austin. I love the fact that you can go to the suburbs and live the normal Texas life, what Texas is known for. Yeah. And then twenty minutes into the city, be around a very eclectic, cultured, artsy, artistic type of group. You know what I mean? So you can kind of. You can go enjoy it, and you can get away from it. So, so one of the hardest things to do in Austin is is to move down to Austin and then find a way to afford to stay in Austin. I, th- I think that's the hard part, um, yeah. because it's. N- I don't think it's real easy to be down there and not, not bring in a little cash flow. You know, it's not a cheap place to live. Probably no, it's not. Especially not if you want to enjoy what Austin a offers. A lot of people down there right now were down there when it was, because I remember back when my aunt used to live there. There mm-hmm. was nothing there. Well, let me tell you this success story though. This guy he moved down to Austin. He he tried a couple different things, you know, to get going. He he did the bartender gig for a little while. Uh, then he started getting excited about. Um, he had an opportunity to give it to some guys. They did a uh, craft soda pops, and he was going to get in on the ground ground floor of it, you know. And then he had another guy. He was going to get in on the ground floor. A lot of startup businesses in Austin. That's a that's a right. huge uh, place Yeti. for that. Yeti's there. Yeah. Anyways, every time I'd see him, he had some some new plan you know that oh yeah i'm I'm in with these guys it's gonna work out it's gonna work out and then one day i talked to him he was the happiest i'd ever seen in his life and i said what's going on man he said i got the best job i've ever had what are you doing he said i'm a park ranger i'm a park ranger in austin about that guy yeah (laughs) and he loves it man he gets to go on the on on the tv every now and then and and talk about the the public parks because austin is just one huge chain of public parks and uh, he gets to do all kinds of cool stuff, and he loves it. Gets to live in Austin and has a fun job. And 
Yeah. He's the only one. He said he's the only one that wears the hat. He said he. I can yeah, imagine I went, not wearing it. I went and I, <laughs> I went and, and and looked up after you told me the story about him. I went and looked up the yeah. park ranger. Yeah. And uh, I knew exactly which one you were talking about. <laughs> that looks like he, a guy Jeff Tucker would know. No, he's the only one wearing <laughs> only the hat one wearing in the, the hat. picture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's him. Uh, he's the same dude that walked the Pacific Crest Trail. I told you about. He, he's just a pretty interesting guy all around. Yeah. Yeah, well, Austin's the place for him for sure. Speaking oh, he, of interesting, he's, he's loving it. He's loving it. Y'all heard this Bridezilla story yet? Which one? The one, the lady who went on this rant on Facebook because she called her wedding off four days. Did you hear about it? No, no. <clears throat> All right, so, so listen. <laughs> lady's name is Susan. What do you follow, by the way, man? Dude, trust me. <laughs> Stumble across these stories and yeah. Anyway, I play the game of odds. I read ten. And yeah. maybe one or two make it through. But anyway, she uh, she's getting married. Yeah. She met the guy when she was 14 on the farm, dated all the way up through mid-20s, right, through high school, college, whatever. Had a kid together when they were 20, decided to get their careers uh, together and decided to finally get married uh, and saved up $15,000 for this wedding. All right. Right. So then they go look at venues and, and look at the whole wedding packages, and they had the one that they could afford, and they had one that they wanted. Yeah. Uh, and the one that they wanted, uh, they went to a psychic, and the psychic <laughs> told them to... Is any good couple should. Yes. You, go you need marriage it. counseling, <coughs> and preferably from someone who can see into the future. Right. Yeah. So basically said, go with the wedding that you want, not the one you can afford. All right. Well, the one they wanted was sixty grand. Uh, hmm. So they uh, essentially put out there, uh, instead of gifts and instead of a registry, we're just simply requesting. Just give me sixty grand. That everyone give us fifteen wow. fifteen hundred dollars each. Oh my! Per dude. person. Jeez. So she goes on this huge rant where I can't be friends with that person. Her, no. Well, check it. She said, "If you're not going to give us this money, if you're not going to give us this money, don't bother showing up to the wedding." Hmm. Is what she put on there. Her bride, she bridesmaid, her her maid of honor, yeah, had promised her uh, five thousand huh. herself. Huh. Her uh fiance's parents promised her three thousand what, what, what did this person do for a living again i thought you said they know. met on a farm i don't know don't know but the, what kind the, of farm man the groom a weed okay. farm man <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a poppy farm or something? but anyway no, they, if they grew well, that but, kind of farm okay, they wouldn't have any the, problem the, bo- <laughs> the point is is they had fifteen thousand dollars they wanted everyone else to front the uh, remaining 45 grand so yeah. they could have this dream wedding so she she writes this whole thing about how like uh, you all stabbed me in the back and I've lost faith in humanity <laughs> and this and that, right? And so anyway, so here's the funny part. The funny part is 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 she had eight people RSVP with mm-hmm. a $1,500 commitment. Mm-hmm. Who? Yeah. Idiots. You know? Then you had uh, the bride or the bridesmaid or the, the maid of honor promised five, parents promised three. Everyone else. I need a she, friend with no, five grand to spare. She went on this rant like, I can't believe you guys. I only have eight people signed up RSVP for this this wedding. So then the the maid of honor goes, um, 
I'm gonna take that five thousand dollar check <laughs> back. Yeah. And good all, for her. And the eight and the parents are like yeah, the the fiance's or the groomsman's parents are like, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna That's pull rude. that out too. The eight people basically came in and like so they still still then she's desperate. Yeah. And uh sets up a GoFundMe page. Oh goodness. Those are awesome. Two hundred and fifty dollars is all she raised. Yeah. And so she goes off That's on everyone for that. Yeah. Then the uh the groom comes in. Now here's the thing, the way it makes it sound is she wanted everyone to front the sixty grand for the wedding so they could keep their fifteen thousand in savings. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and says, hey, why don't we just go to Vegas and have a nice small wedding? Because it's more about the marriage than it is everything else. She told him to leave and not come back till he was ready to apologize for the stupid idea. <laughs> and you got to read this Obviously rant. the worst idea ever. you got to read this rant, man, because it's the most, like, ostentatious thing I've ever read in my life. Like, yeah. I, at the beginning of this thing, I felt bad for it because it sounded like you had a whole bunch of friends who knew that the groom was cheating on her with somebody because she kind of calls people out at the beginning, and then she explains why she's calling everyone out, and then you're like, oh, yeah, forget this lady. Yeah. You know, and so the dude leaves her. She's like, I'm backpacking across South Africa for two months. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> he said, when I, uh. when I come back, I may open a, uh, may start a new Facebook page. Uh, that only a select few you will be able to to join and all that, but money can really bring the stupid out of you. Can't it? I know, man. That's why you got to get rid of it, dude. I think GoFundMe has just ruined people for yeah. me. I've seen some of the dumbest GoFundMe's. Like, did you, it was a few years ago, but that kid that was trying to get his car to go to college in, and it was like an Aston Martin. He was <laughs> trying to raise like two hundred and fifty yeah. grand, and his parents were obviously rich, like super rich. Yeah, but he was trying to get people to pay for it. What and was the wild one you told us about about the Kylie, girl, Kylie first Jenner. billionaire? Yeah, to be like the that? first. Billionaire. Yeah, yeah, just stupid stuff like but that. But I think I think that I don't know the rules of of GoFundMe. It, there's no rules. It's just so, do you want to give money to this? It can no, be I get that. So if, let's say you put the limit at ten thousand. Your goal is ten thousand. Yeah. Let's say you get twenty five hundred. Do you keep the twenty five hundred? Yes. Then I just think I think people are doing that stuff stupidly. Yeah, because I did. I've done one GoFundMe, and it was to raise money for Christmas presents for a family in the division where I work. Because we adopt one every year, See, and that's what it's for. Yeah, and so I just tossed it out there because they wanted something that was out of my price range. Like I could pr- I could front a lot of it, but you know I wasn't quite going to get there. Like they wanted a Wii and a Wii U and a bunch of games for it. And I know the church is just always looking for stuff like that. So I put it up there. And, I mean, it was like within 10 minutes I was done with it. Yeah. Right. Like, but that's what it's for. But Yeah, and that's what it's intended for. And not Aston these. Martin or a, or a 60 grand wedding that a psychic told you to go get? Yeah. Not yeah. for that. What about, what do you guys think about the uh, the Facebook thing where it's like, for my birthday, I want you to donate to this. Have you guys done it? Oh, where you donate First to a off, charity? Like yeah, yeah, charity? I get yeah. that. I get that all the time, man. Like, I, I don't do it. People, no, <laughs> people don't. send it to me direct message yeah, through yeah. the IM, and I'm like. Dude, I wasn't gonna give you money for your yeah, birthday I'll, first place. I was just gonna leave yeah. a message. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I write "Happy Birthday" on your wall, and that's about yeah. it. Because don't if they I, get don't they get like a thing that's like "Congratulations, you raised this much for your birthday fundraiser." Yeah. It's like you yeah. didn't raise anything, yeah. dude. People raise that. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, if I have your phone number, I'll text you. Yeah. If you're my mom or dad, I'll call you. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. 
You know what I mean? Barely know <laughs> you, man. Like, there's no way I'm giving a Facebook friend money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's one of the issues. I don't, I, even, I don't even like buying my kids birthday <laughs> presents. <laughs> it always hurts to open up that wallet. Uh, <laughs> knowing it's something you're not going to get to have fun with. Exactly. Mine's Velcro, yeah. so it goes... <laughs> No, I've, I've, <laughs> Mine goes, I, I've taken issue with a bunch of different charitable causes in the past because yeah. a, lo- a lot of them are like, how much money can I tell people that I've raised? But at the end of the day, it, it's just people raising money. You haven't done anything. Yeah. You, you just sent out the message and people mailed you stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's always, it's always funny to see what they're contributing to, too, though. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Did I already? Th- I, I think in a way earlier episode, I threw out the stats on like how many 50, it's a 5013C or C3. Right, that's a charitable organization, and I just did the research on veteran organizations, and like ninety-five percent of them don't report any charitable giving. Yeah, that people exploit so bad. I have a anything, friend. Everything's so exploited these days. Yeah, I have a friend from a uh, from college who's been in the nonprofit game her entire, mostly her entire career. Yeah, and she posted a pretty good article that kind of broke down. You know who actually does what and all that, and yeah. a lot of this, the a lot of the ones that the the March of Dimes type stuff. I don't know if March of Dimes was one of them, but Salvation Army and and Goodwill and those kind of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, people aren't seeing that stuff. Yeah. Clinton Foundation. Yeah, you you can go on there and do your research. <laughs> I think I think Salvation Army is actually one of the better ones. I think the Salvation Army is no, one of the ones. That's a, that's a front for the deep state. Oh, oh my good gosh! Lord. Right. Will, well, in the real thing. world, I think you know what it's not a front for sweet pearl snaps. All right, dude. No, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'm I'll thrift store it all day, dude. That's a, then my wife and I in Austin. Yeah, uh, we went to this. We we go to the co-op and we go to this place called Sue Patrick for our Longhorn stuff. Yeah, you know, for the kids and everything. Uh, anyway, man, a lot of thrift stores in Austin. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I bet this is a cool place to thrift store at. Kind of, To which she said we should bring Jeff down. Yeah. So. I've actually been to a few there. I, I don't know that I've had much luck in Austin. You know where the best place to go thrift store shopping is? Where? Places where people don't go thrift store shopping, but they drop stuff off the thrift store. So yeah, I heard that. Small towns are actually That and go good. to the rich, rich areas. Yeah, rich areas, you know, uh, if you want fancy stuff, I guess, but I kind of like old man clothes myself. well but the point being is if you go to the rich areas you're not gonna have the rich people going to those yeah places no uh you, you do pretty good in some places i just san antonio's good norman's been doing me right for the last few years that's all i know i got a jacket i can't wait for it to get cold but oh, it's really? going to get real cold for this thing it's is that like, fur it's like furry Please. on the inside man is that faux fur yeah. hood i'll tell you what think Think uh, Will Teasel from uh, Rambo in that big wool oh, jacket, like turned inside yeah. out. You know, yeah. It's it's a good, like a cheaper version of that. It didn't have wool on the inside, but it's pretty, it's pretty sweet looking. Dude, my yeah. thing is there aren't a lot of big dudes out there turning their stuff in. It, it's tough to find a guy built like you dropping stuff off at the thrift store. I, found, I have found a pretty sweet sports coat though. Yeah. That plum one. Yeah. I don't think you've seen. I think you may have seen it. Okay. It's plum. Oh, like, yeah. It's purple. I have. That thing is sweet. It, yeah. it looks good, too. I thought you just bought it. I no, didn't. That's thrift it doesn't store. Look, fine, baby. It doesn't look ironically good. It actually looks good. Yeah, you it's know? thrift store. Yeah. See? That's what you got to do. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, man. That's 20 trips to the thrift hey, store. Somebody at work the other day said, what's Jeff's style? <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever is available, <laughs> man. <laughs> hmm. I wear, you can probably classify what I wear more as a costume <laughs> than an outfit. <laughs> 
I don't know. I've always worn other people's clothes, man. I'm the littlest guy in my family, so I've had hand-me-downs since day one. Yeah. Anyway, college football starts this week. Yeah. You pumped? How's, mm. how's them Longhorns going to do? Mm. They, they got them. Uh, How about your Terrapins that you were going off on last season? Well, do you hear what happened to them? Yeah. They're yeah. coaching They're everything. Coach, coach, Training uh, staff, strength and conditioning coach. All ignored, getting that, ignored that kid's symptoms and you know, let the, him die. And here's the thing, man, is they had run like – they were running 100-meter sprints. Yeah. Right? Every college program, every high school program, the first day of practice – that's what you do. Yeah. You just run. It's to make the guys puke. It's yeah, to it's see who no took. No gut check, man. Yeah, it's who to look to, Who's you know, it? who to see, you know, and all that. And then there's admiration built around the guys who obviously are struggling, but they keep yeah. going. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know, that movie where that dude bear crawls. Yeah. And the coach is all, you can't do it. And they, you know, he's done 100 yards. I mean, that's, that's, that's football practice, yeah. you know. So – should the guy, should the coach be fired? No. Is it unfortunate that the kid died? Yes. Do I understand why the parents are going after the coach and the the trainer and all that? Yeah. I get it. Well, you know what I mean? Didn't but they ignore some pretty serious things? Like, didn't he have a seizure? I think. Well, I think that's why they called nine one one. We we had a guy my freshman year, same thing, uh, who had heat exhaustion, mm-hmm. and they went in and. Uh, you know, pulled him to the side, gave him water. He started puking out the water. They took him into the, the shower. He was in his full, you know, get mm-hmm. up, took the helmet off, and had the cold shower just hitting him. Yeah. Uh, and then his mom came and got him and took him to the hospital, and they hooked him to an IV, I think, and rehydrated him and kind of monitored him and told him mm-hmm. to stay off, you know, for a couple of days and all that, which I think is what, you know, it sounds similar what happened to this guy. I'm not a doctor. I wasn't there, so. Yeah. But it sounds similar that that's what they kind of do. They kind of did all that stuff before they called the ambulance in. Then you started having seizures. They brought the ambulance in. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would hate to assume. Um, no, you're right. Err on the side of caution. You're, you know. Well, no, I mean, I would hate to assume, like you said, uh, I wasn't there. So I don't want to criticize these guys if, if it wasn't as bad. At the same time, if it was as bad, I don't want to give them a get out of jail free card just because. Well, that's football, and you got to be tough. Well, no, 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 no. I don't. Uh, I, what I'm saying though is, I don't think it's Mike Leach locking him in a in a closet because yeah. he wasn't trying hard. Did you ever watch the the movie that they did? Uh, it's been years ago about Bear Bryant when he was at A and M for a little while, and yeah. he took him out in the heat and was that trying to kill them all. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question, and you can probably answer this, Josh. Like in the NFL, you know, they have doctors and stuff all over the sideline. Do you get any of that in college? Yeah, they're well. Or is it only during the games, like not during practice? Yeah, you don't not, have a medic or anything out there. It may not necessarily be on. We had a team doctor. He wouldn't at practice. Um, yeah. We had days that he would come into the training room. So if you had a, you know, so all the guys who had nagging injuries that weren't getting better, he would actually evaluate them in the training room. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was bad, um, I had shoulder issues and concussion issues where I'd actually go to his office and see him, uh, which was great because this man, um, I think this man required headshots for his nurses. <laughs> 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 so like going to his office was always a treat, man. So. Uh, my ankle still hurts. So like if it, it just won't go away. Yeah, so if they need if 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 you needed something immediate, <laughs> they would take you to his office. But How many he injuries wouldn't. did you fake, Josh? Huh? <laughs> Four concussions. <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> no, I had to go in every other week for cortisone shots in my shoulder. Yeah. Uh which was cool. Um 
I had one nurse. She goes, you know, because the cold. I don't know if you've ever had cortisone. No. It's thick. Yeah. Uh, you. Those shots suck. Yeah, it's a thick needle, so it hurts going in, and then you feel every bit of that cortisone because it's just a thick syrup that goes yeah. in. And so I'm just sitting there like, Ugh. and she's like, uh, she just basically was like, you know, okay, uh, I'm gonna stick this in your arm if that's okay. I'm like, you can do whatever you want to me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say stuff like that to her all the time. He's trying man. to look her in the eyes and be hard, and he's just oh, like, just probably like, had you on a short list of people to no, monitor. They, they knew hey, me. They knew me, We want to make sure there's a chaperone in there with this guy. No, they, they just knew me, man. They, I, was, I, was the, I was the team clown, man. I was yeah. always, you know, I mean, when we played and it was time to play, it was serious. Yeah. For the play, for the five seconds the play was going on, I was serious. But then I was always cracking jokes with everybody. And yeah. That's good. Fun. So I would, I would. Yeah, so it just kind of one of those things where they would what what pickup lines the big goofy dude gonna bring in this time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, but uh, but yes, there is a doctor that's employed by the team and is around fairly often, but probably wasn't sitting on the sideline. Yeah. Now probably was called, and he probably said do this, this, and I don't know. He may have told him to you know, hey, try this, this, and this, and then he's seizure and he's like, get an ambulance in there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. It, the, my viewpoint though with Maryland is, is it wasn't malicious. I don't think it well, was a no, coach trying try to be kill hard. The kid, but right, I don't think. But I don't even think it was a coach trying to be hard. I think you know. And I wouldn't even go as far as negligent. But the thing is, is if you're if it's your if it's your child. No, absolutely. I'm not knocking the parents. You know what I mean? I'm not knocking the parents either. And and that's how we should see. That's how we should see every every kid. No, it's you're like it's our child. Exactly. You know. So, for me, personally, you know, it just makes me wonder. But, but you know, but here's the thing. My son and my daughter. Like, are you paying attention to my kid or are you just yelling at him? No, I agree. But the coach gets mad at my son at soccer practice and makes him do push-ups. And, and some runs. coaches are psychos. They're not actually good coaches. No, 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 no. And, and you're right. But th- these are good coaches. Yeah. And they make them run when they, you know, and the kids hate it. And sometimes they make them do push-ups. And, you know, and they kind of push them to that limit. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that the parents would have an issue with them. And I'm not knocking the parents, but I don't think they'd have an issue with them if this kid pushed himself to the point that he ran, yeah. went a little further than he thought was possible and got a little bit better. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's well, it's just a terrible situation. That it is. It, it's a terrible situation. Absolutely terrible. And uh, you just hope that, you know, it doesn't happen again. No. Um, now, speaking reason. of terrible situations, you hear Urban Meyer? Suspended for three games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you heard about this coach? About this dude that he was somewhat protecting. Yeah, for this isolated incident. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like he's been whooping on her for a while. Okay, that the dude was taking lewd pictures uh, at the White House when Ohio State went to go meet the president. Oh yeah. Yeah, there are pictures of him out there, like in certain areas of the White House, oh, doing stupid stuff. He ordered uh, not uh, dollars $2,500, $2,500, $2,500 worth of naughty toys. Uh, supposedly, I don't know if it, you know, it's supposedly on his Ohio State account. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, would send out videos of him and a uh, staff member doing things they shouldn't in their office. Yeah. So the bottom line is, is this guy, and it was it was known, like all this stuff was known around the staff. 
So the bottom line is, is, is this wasn't just a dude who had a momentary and, lapse in and, judgment. And this is something we sort of hit on before, but I think I, I think we'll make the point a little bit. Um, I don't know better now by saying, I understand the whole mind your own business, mm-hmm. but there's also a point where you got to cut your boy loose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and be like, hey man, we can't be. Well, and, that, no and that's more. not what they're getting. That's not <laughs> what they're getting onto him about. I know, but still, what they're getting onto him about is in, in, in what they're getting on him about is in 2015 they asked him because because it came out. Yeah. So they did you know anything about it? And he said no. And then girl, then homegirl goes, oh wait up, mm-hmm. look at all these text messages. And yeah. the proof that he did know about it and didn't know the character of this guy, so he lied. Essentially, is what he is, is what they're saying. Let me ask you a question. Being in that uh, college football, um, you know, kind of uh-huh. area of how many people are there that are like that? Do you get a lot of a lot of weirdos in the uh, when you? Oh, they're they're big big strong men get around each other. They're a bunch they're, of uh, they're trashy dudes. Bunch of gorillas up there with no brains mm-hmm. doing some pretty weird stuff. Yeah, but they're also just stand up, like Charlie Strong. Like, yeah, a lot of Longhorn fans don't like Charlie Strong. You know what I mean? I think he was a stand up dude. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, so I just I think there's one or the other. And I'm not knocking Urban for having the guy. I'm not knocking Urban for trying to help the guy. Mm-hmm. Now, if he covered anything up, then, but he lied. Yeah, and I just my. Well, my only thing is the hypocrisy in it because Tressel, the coach before Urban Meyer, got let go because he lied. Yeah. And he lied about his players trading memorabilia for tattoos. Yeah. Said he didn't know anything about it, but he actually, they pulled out emails that said he did. And he got canned. Yeah. And the NCAA banned him from college football for X amount of years, five or, five or six years. And ESPN took the dude across the uh, – through the ringer for it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. now urban meyer gets a three lies about something that i think is much more serious gets a three-game suspension ncaa does nothing to him and espn says he served his sentence y'all need to leave him alone yeah so there's definitely a double standard in hypocrisy and i think ohio state suspended him because stoops turned the job down maybe that's what i think well, the reason I the reason I ask you that is because what what I seem to always hear because every football player I've ever met, pretty cool dude, nothing like this meathead stereotype that you maybe see out there of of these guys who are you know in in the football game. But at the same time, at what point do people drop that whole? Well, he's a he's kind of a weird guy, but I wouldn't rather have anybody else having my back when I'm out there on the field. Well, when do you just say, you know what, actually? Screw that guy. He sucks. Well, but here's the thing. I don't thing. care how good he the is. The thing is, is it's like any other. You have, you have you have low lives in all aspects of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You work with some low lives. You work with some stand-up dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, Same most here. most people don't. It's stuff that's obviously <laughs> wrong isn't tolerated as much as it is in sports, it seems like, though. A lot of bad things get tolerated in sports. Is what I'm getting. Well, at. I think I think what you're gonna find is you have. This is my this and this and is apparently why Hollywood. This is why I don't think Urban Meyer is that great of a dude. No, I, I, I think would a stand up. I think a stand up dude would have kicked this dude out a long time ago. Yeah. So my point is, I think Urban Meyer's like him, which is why he was able to 
stick around as much as he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like you. If your boss, if you have a boss, you know, car groups get it a lot, you yeah. know, kind of being, you know, but if you have a boss that's that's a terrible person, then he's going to surround himself with terrible people. Yeah. You know, same with football. And you got to be willing to turn your back and say, hey, I'd rather be poor than deal with that kind well, of Well, but that's what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, run people off. But if, if you run off the good coaches, you're just going to fill it with more guys who don't have a problem with that guy. And you're going to have, yeah, you know, now as a parent. You know, it'd just be nice if we policed each other a little bit better in this world. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but some stuff's obviously over the line. But Urban Meyer has a winning record record against Nick Saban, so ESPN and the NCAA and Ohio State are all willing to overlook that stuff. Yeah. So, well, forget you guys, and that's the thing, man. Ohio State's like, you know, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. They got people rising them, you know, mm-hmm. but people had issues with uh, with Stoops and how he handled Nixon. And and dude, you had a lot of OU and fans come out. And he had such a just perfect reputation before that. But you had a lot of OU fans defending. Mixon. He handled he handled things real strongly up until that point. You right. know, and I don't know if it was. He stoops. sent he sent his starting quarterback say, packing over having a job where I'm he not, wasn't having to do nothing. Right, and you I'm know? not going to say Stoops did it. He might have been overruled by ads, presidents, whoever. There's, there's a few sports people around the area who feel like that's why Stoops retired was. It just he got to where he didn't want to deal with stuff like that, and that's and that's possible. I don't know if that's true, and that's a lot of. I just was surprised. I was surprised that when when they released the tape, how many people came to his defense? Oh, that's the worst. Urban Meyer, they had a rally, and like two hundred something people showed up to support Urban. And the question is, like, is that a good thing for Ohio State that only two hundred? knuckleheads are out there you well know? that's what i'm saying like but i was At just least it wasn't a bigger number all the all the comments on facebook all the tweets about she hit him <laughs> first and all the love yeah it's like hold up yeah you know what i mean like but that's what i'm saying people lose their ever-loving mind when it's their team and their star player yeah you know man i'm telling you personally kick them off yeah you know yeah. you clean you clean the sport up in all all areas if you just there's zero tolerance. If you're tough enough to hit a woman, you're tough enough to get through life without football. Yeah. Why is it – I mean, is it – do the schools have any say in that? Or why does it always fall on the coach? Because it seems like it's well, a school program. Why can't the school just say, hey, any type of misdemeanor arrest, you're off the team for a year. Any type of felony arrest, you're gone for good. Well, yeah. it's uh, – it falls Joe on – Castiglione. It falls <laughs> on the coach because the coach is the face of the program. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like, I get that he's a scapegoat, but, I mean, it's just easy – it, to me, it's just as easy as, as setting a rule. Like, if you are yeah, convicted okay. of a misdemeanor crime, you're suspended for college, a year. Some of these college coaches have a lot of power, though, at but their university. Win. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, that, and, and that's the thing. That's why they won't do it. With Urban Meyer, it does come They want a winning program. It's a multi-billion yeah. dollar industry. Yeah. Yeah. Money speaks. But here's the thing, <laughs> man. Your OU, uh, Joe Mix is going to come and go. You can. Yeah, he's dude, replaceable. He dude, Baker Mayfield was your star, dude. Yeah. yeah. Joe Mixon, I mean, was he good? No, yeah, but Perrine was doing just as much workload as he was. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like Mixon was just – it wasn't like Mixon was Adrian Peterson his freshman year and just carried the entire team to the national championship. No, but, but they saw you know they saw mean? him being something special. I mean, even guys in the NFL are trying to say that he has potential to be the next Le'Veon Bell. No, you we know. couldn't. I'm, that's what they say, Dude, though. Dude, Bell is so much bigger. I'm, isn't Bell bigger? Well – Okay, Bell trimmed down. He was, but he, he was, but he's, he was, he he's went still from, taller. He went from running at two twenty to running at about two ten, I think. Okay, he wanted to get leaner because he wants to be more of a receiver. Okay, but I'm saying mixing that lean, 
probably he's 190, 195. Probably yeah. 15 pounds yeah, lighter. He, he, I don't think he's this tall either. Dude, and he's on the Bengals. That's the worst thing. Yeah, that's worse than – dude, check this. So I fantasy football's going on right now, and I always die laughing when people draft a Bengal because you act like – Oh, yeah. You, I don't care how much talent that person has. They have the worst coach in the history of football. Well, check this. The They're power, not going to be good. The initial power rankings came out before preseason. Yeah. Uh, number 31 was who? 31? Yeah, so so they ranked the best team, which was the Green Bay Packers, and they went down, you know. Oh, was it so, Cincinnati? Mm-mm. Was it Cleveland? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Number Rocks. 32, yeah. which was, is the dead last, was the Cincinnati Bengals. There you go. And all their – because it gives explanations for each one's in that spot. All the Bengals would are, yes, worse than the Browns. That's yeah. all it said about, you know, so. Oh, my anyway. goodness. They're the clowns, man. I, I can't stand the Bengals. Yeah. But I'm a Steelers fan. They tend to cheat us quite a bit. They like to hurt our players when they know they're not going to the playoffs. Well, that's what Juju was it Juju last year that knocked out Smoke perfect. Perfect. And like everyone's like, out. oh, it's a cheap shot. I'm like, do you know how many times he's no, gone man. after the knees of our star player right before exactly. we go to the playoffs every dude, year? Perfect is one of the dirt dude outside of Sue is probably the dirtiest player in the league. He yeah, he's terrible. So the fact that he got lit up, yeah. Is what I call justice. Yeah. That's that's just how football comes around. Yeah, you, especially when you play hey. a team. When you play a team <laughs> twice a year, <laughs> you're gonna get. There's only one person on the planet that was on Burfict's side besides Burfict, and that was John Gruden. And I lost all respect for him because I was watching that game, and Gruden just kept commenting on what a great guy Burfict was, and. How the Steelers were just... Oh, well, yeah, he got torched on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gruden, what game are you watching, man? Yeah. You just hate the Steelers because you're well, a Raider. Well, was, was terrible in college, too, at Arizona yeah. State. I mean, he was just, a, he was just a, one of those dudes, man, you could tell. Yeah. You know, Sue is what surprised everyone. That's how Zaza Pachulia is in the NBA. Yeah, he's, he's a chump, too. Or Euro boy from the Spurs. What was his name? The Dirty Bruce Bowen or Bowen. whatever? yeah. <laughs> I hated Bowen. Here's the thing, man. Dirty, wasn't he? Parker's gone. Ginobili retired. Ginobili retired. His retirement. Bowen's gone. Yeah. Dude, now now the Cowie's gone. That kind of. Yeah. But I can root for the Spurs now. Yeah. Because, dude, I hate. Who y'all I, got now? Danny Green, LaMarcus Aldridge. DeRozan. Got DeMar DeRozan, right. Yeah, got him for Cowie. And then, uh, you're, I like y'all's rookie that y'all got this year, man. He's pretty good. Lonnie Walker. Yeah. I like him. I well, think, Pop's not going to pick a slouch. Gonna, I think Lonnie's going to be solid. I don't know if they're going to. he's gonna, got fun hair. They'll make the playoffs. I don't know if they'll make the finals. Yeah. But uh, um, I expect them to be slightly better than the Lakers. Hey, I was a Spurs fan before the Thunder came along. I just had to switch because it's my home team. See, I just, I, I just root. I like play, I, See, I like rooting for Durant. A lot of people think that's bad, but yeah. I like the nah, fact that. Root, who do you want to root for? I man? like the fact that Durant's winning. He's a snake, but you can root you for know. him. <laughs> but I like the fact he's winning. I just wish Draymond Green and, and Curry weren't winning with him. Really? Curry? You don't like yeah, Curry? I don't like Curry. I think he's fake. Hmm. No? I, think I don't he's think I don't see fake, that. baby. No, I don't mm. see that. I think all people that you see on TV are fake until you meet them, hang out with them, develop a real friendship with them, yeah. become pen pals or email mates. I think I think Steph. I think I think you're making a bunch of assumptions until you Steph actually Curry, know somebody. I think Steph Curry's the Urban Meyer of uh, the <laughs> NBA. Yeah, that's it, ridiculous. Yeah, that that that's like me. I I used to say, oh, Peyton Manning, he's an he's an upstanding citizen until you find out he teabagged a bunch of people. 
forgot about <laughs> so, that. So, so Elon Manning told this story once about growing up with Peyton. He said Peyton would get on top of him, hold him down, and then hawk a loogie and dangle it above his yeah. face and make him name every quarterback in the NFL. And if he missed one, then he would let it drop. Yeah, and that that act alone is what turned that mouth breather into a, <laughs> a ring wearing champion. a mouth breather, man. <laughs> Eli Manning is a mouth breathing muppet, oh. man. <laughs> hey, how good do you think they're going to be this year, though? They just signed Odell to five years, $95 million. Dude, has Odell really been that consistent, though? He's been hurt last exactly. year. Exactly. But like, other than that, yeah, he's, he's Yeah, no, good. he's legit. He's, he's I mean, I, I think he has the talent, but does he Antonio, have the health? He, he has Antonio Brown potential. Yeah, if he like, stays healthy. He's yeah. that good. So you don't let him go. I, I think I think their next draft needs to have a – I think with Barkley at number two, Yeah. I think you had to take him at number two. I think they take a quarterback. He just if, looks like a runner, man. If the if the Browns would have actually, I wouldn't want to tackle. Barkley. That's what I'm saying. If the Browns <laughs> would have drafted the way they should have, yeah, then he's not there at the number two spot. And I think the I think they draft a quarterback at that spot. Yeah. But when Barkley falls into your lap, you do what the Denver Broncos did when the Browns handed them Chubbs. Yeah. You're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I'll take that. I guarantee both draft cards of the yeah. Giants and the Broncos had a name crossed out. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, man. So. Well, that, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of. I, I pick him to win rookie of the year. I'm banking my fantasy season on the New York Giants because I picked up Odell Beckham and I picked up uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So. I think Barkley's going to have rookie of the year. Yeah. You know who um, else I picked up? I picked up a lot of, I hope they do it this year. Uh, I picked up Andrew Luck. Man, I'm hoping that shoulder's good. Yeah, is he playing? Yeah, is he? Yeah, right. yeah, man. If that shoulder's good, you know he has potential to be, you know, one of the top five quarterbacks for sure. If not one of the top two or three, he's oh, he's hands down. Yeah, if he plays up to, if he if he were on another, if he were on the Packers, yeah, dude, he'd be the num- best quarterback in the league. Do you like Ty Hilton at all as a receiver? Do you think he's good? Yeah, it's it's, it's dude. The the Colts banked on Peyton Manning for so long that they yeah. tore up their defense. They, That's they, been a long time ago. But they put it all in the offense, though. Yeah. So they're having. So they they have no defense, and now their offense is terrible. Because look at New Orleans. Look how quick they turned their defense from. Yeah, you got to have well some good free agency. I guess the, a big part of that was because they had a scandal. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> out, there, yeah. out there, head hunting. We people. all we all tackle better when ten thousand dollars. Extra five grand if you injure somebody. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's incentive. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. my goodness! I forgot about all that. Yeah, dirty Saints. Who does? Dude, I can't stand the Saints. Really? I don't yeah. mind them. I'm, I, I can't stand them. Yeah. I met Drew Brees in Chicago one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw him the tele. You remember that mole he had on his face? Yeah, I mean it's still there. You no, got to remove it. Yeah, he had to remove it. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I but back still there. Now he played. I put, we but we played against him in high school, and he torched us. Imagine that. Yeah, he was a senior. I was a sophomore. He. I think he torched OSU in a bowl game back. Well, check this: our, sc- our 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 high school lost to his high school by like twenty twenty one points, and we were the we were the closest game that he, that <laughs> Westlake had all year. And did he bomb on y'all all night long? Yeah, he okay. dude. We had this we had this Will linebacker, uh, who was like, uh, probably my height, six four, yeah, probably two forty, wore a ne- wore a uh, neck roll, yeah. So he just you know so he. And they put this kid named Ryan Reed, which is this his all state receiver, his yeah. number one guy as a slot figure, uh, Wes Welker. Okay. Type dude. Figure like a um 
Uh, dude, was that OU guy that got run over by uh, uh, the Boz? Oh yeah. So remember, got run so, over by so Bo Jackson. Yeah. So yeah. So imagine the Boz covering a Wes Welker uh, type player. Yeah. You know what I mean? And got tore with Drew Brees <laughs> throwing to him. This dude spent oh. the whole game ten yards behind Hating the guy life. he was covering and just got. And then that's the thing. We were the first team all year to have a lead on them because yeah. we actually shut them down a couple times, and then they realized that that dude was immobile. Wow. And uh, and so, anyway, yeah, they killed us. You, and then you met played against some, some talent where you were at, man. Yeah. It was Now, you played against Drew Brees. Any other like big um, names that you had to go up against or that your team went up against at some uh, point? Big names? Because um, Drew Brees is a pretty big one, man. That's Cliff a Hall Kling, of Famer. We played against Cliff Clingsbury. Yeah. Um, in uh, in high school, played against this dude named Otis Grigsby, who ended up going to Kentucky, linebacker, ended up going okay. to, to the pros. Um, I'm trying to think, man, because uh, I got I only went ag- and I didn't go against him. I obviously look at me, I ain't a football player, <laughs> but uh, so uh, we played every year, um, a couple scrimmages, and our coaches basically told us it was to just to let us taste losing. Uh-huh. Um, and we would go up against Ada. They were a bigger school than us, way better. Jeremy Shockey. <laughs> we went up against Jeremy Shockey. And there is a video of a name who I will not name. <laughs> One of my friends got shoved clear off camera. Baby. He Okay, so guy was running into the end zone. You know, he's trailing behind. He's uh-huh. fist bumping in the air. Yeah, and Shockey just comes in. He's like, you're still alive, buddy. And Clocked just, him. Keep your head on the swivel. Dude, he flies off like a cartoon character <laughs> off the off the uh, camera. It, it's pretty hilarious. Played against this kid named Carlisle Holiday, yeah, who was quarterback at Notre Dame, and then went and played receiver for uh, the Packers. Oh, um, but I remember in high school there was this kid named Brock Stratton, yeah, who had a full ride to BYU, but ended up playing middle linebacker for Texas Tech, and we had a counter on and. And it was one of the only times that night that we were playing. Uh, so anyway, a counter as a tight end, basically, I go, I just basically beeline to the middle linebacker. It's yeah. Running back steps one way, goes the other way. Yeah. So what I, my job is to get the, the linebacker hopefully steps with the running back, and then I come in, and then as he's changing direction, there I am. to And, dude, now I love counter plays because 99% of the time, I'm decleating somebody. Yeah. Because by the time they see me coming, it's too late. I got a full head of steam. And yeah. Well, Brock Stratton was a very smart linebacker, too. So he <laughs> recognized the counter. Yeah. And, uh, but when he recognized it, he turned and was able to uh, uh, see me coming. Uh, and he was able to get some steam up. And he didn't even – like, I, I, was, I had to block him, so I had to hit him. But he wasn't even trying to get to the running back. Like, it's like, because, you know, because we, we kind of, you know, whatever. So, he's like, I'm going to knock this he's dude out. Cool. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to knock this. We hit. And I'm telling you, man, there's shockwave <laughs> came off. <laughs> and all that. And all I remember is, like, is I'm just, like, it's black. Like, I hit this dude as hard as I could. Yeah. He hit me as hard as he could. And it's just black. And I remember coming to, and he's just standing in front of me like a, like when uh, when you're about to kill the dude in uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> like we're just both standing in front of each other like this, like looking at each other, and I'm like, man, that hurt. He's like, 
yeah, I'm having trouble seeing right now. Yeah. And I'm like, good hit, man. He <laughs> just went back to the huddle like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Good game. I'll yeah. see you later, man. He goes, we can't have too many of those. I'm like, I agree. And, you know, That's luckily, funny. I mean, our, our play, you know, plays didn't really – because, you know, like I said, the way defense is schemed and all that, you try and prevent, you know, that stuff from happening to yeah. to your your middle linebacker. Yeah. So, I didn't get to do it that often. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, we uh, – like I said, we were, I was actually he, – because he, he, was, he was Mormon, so he took two years off mm-hmm. and all that. So, I remember actually sitting watching uh, watching OU uh, play Texas Tech. Yeah. Where he ended up. And uh, – uh, it was pretty cool. Stratton was all yeah. over the place, and you know, like, eh, played that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you this story tell about when story. I hit him. You know, did you start hearing? Did it slowly start coming in like that? You know, where it starts ringing in your ears. No, and everything dude. I still get the rings. The bell like, ring. Yeah, I net guarantee, man. I got some CTE issues <laughs> going on, but I'll I'll sit there and explain like, a lot. Yeah, like dogs are howling. I'm like, I hear it too, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh anyway. man. Anyway, man, check this out. Heard a funny story. Yeah. You know that's because Corey might like this since he's a Coldplay fan. Gah. You know that song Yellow? Yeah. Yeah. The first one that made him big? Yeah. You know that, like, the ladies love that song because okay. he's this hopeless romantic, right? Yeah. Howard, I've watched a Howard Stern interview with him today. Uh-huh. And this is from a long time ago. I don't know why, like, but Howard's like, man, this is a – this is a great song. Like, it really touches a lot of people. He goes, you know, what's the meaning behind it? He goes, I was just trying to make my bandmates laugh. What? <laughs> he goes, you look at the lyrics. He's like, look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. Yeah. You know, and you go through this, and he goes, and they were yellow. <laughs> That's all it is. He's just trying to make them laugh, and it's like he's making millions of dollars on oh this song. Oh, my goodness. Because he like... And they were yellow. <laughs> and he <laughs> and Stern's like, well, you know, yeah, I guess yeah, I can see that star. He goes, well, they're really not. Yeah. Except on maybe Christmas cards. <laughs> so he's sitting there like, yeah, y'all, y'all idiots are buying into this song, man, that I really was just well, joking around on. That doesn't make Coldplay any cooler, though. It's no. kind of funny. But <laughs> oh, man. Not I, okay, I will say, going back to a conversation we had a while back, um, I was going to mention one time about, you know, when you were giving him a hard time about the millennials and we were talking about movies, every millennial loves Inception. All right. Loves Great Inception. Great film. Amazing <laughs> film. <laughs> and so You're whenever you said that it was his favorite movie, I, that clicked. I said, you know what? Millennials love Inception. He's a bad tipper, they, too. I even heard one like say that he was the next Steven temper. Spielberg after that movie. I was like, no. <laughs> I make, I'll have you know, I make a living controlling my temper. I wouldn't have a job if I lost my temper. True, true. What do you talk about temper? What? You huh? said they have a bad temper, no, too. No, I said you're a bad tipper. Oh, oh bad no, tipper. no, 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 no. I'm a fantastic tipper. Millennials are terrible tippers. <laughs> no, 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 no. And my, wife said, my wife sent me his defense oh, yeah. from some blog called The Woke Sloth. The woke and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Here, let me break out yeah. scientific Josh, journals. Yeah. Josh, if you Socio- were woke, you would know that I'm a, I'm a zennial. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> Sociological journals uh, written by PhDs. No, but did you like Inception? I actually liked it. No. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. Defend, no, defend your point, Josh. Tell me why it's a bad movie. You're a dream inside a dream inside <laughs> a dream. Yeah. It's an original concept. It's a good argument because it's kind of funny. I will give you that. Uh, <laughs> 
You're a dream inside a dream. Am I awake? Yeah, if you say anything in a gay voice, it's oh. going to sound terrible. Oh, <laughs> we got to. He's falling off. He's about to die in his dream. Let's tip his chair. Oh, man. Yeah, you got to have a push, man. You got to have a push. Dude. So no. It's awesome. It's, it's an original concept. It was written by them. Now, Nolan, he most of his movies are pretty good, though, because I, I like the Batman movies, but Memento was really good. Memento's an incredible film. Yeah, Never it was it. it was really good. Yeah. Never I seen think it. you would actually like Memento. You would like Memento. It's right up your alley. All right. Yeah. Now, just because just I haven't seen it doesn't mean I wouldn't like it. All right. I just think Inception is kind of dumb. All like, right. I, and you know what I think? I think it's his fault. Why? Because he's such fanboy over Inception and no, DiCaprio. I'm not a fanboy. That I watched it with high expectations. There's like, Nolan movies that I don't dumb. like. You know, no, but like you Interstellar, might, I thought was stupid. No, but my point yeah. is, is you you built Inception up to be this, you know, the greatest movie ever. So like I, it was Rocky Three or something. So when I went to no, go, goodness. exactly, man. Like it was Punisher Warzone. Well, look at what so I'm working with. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> so I'm working I with somebody who thinks Punisher Warzone is a good movie. <laughs> it is a good and movie. And probably owns it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I wish I owned it on Blu-ray. No. Like that's what I'm dealing with. I will admit though, there's one movie that you both agree on. Heat. You both love Heat. Yeah, Heat's that a movie. great movie. Heat's I tried watching movie. it the other day. I really couldn't get into it. I don't know. Maybe I didn't give it long enough. No, Did you get to the scene where he you, goes, let's go have coffee. Pacino tells him to no, go no, have no. coffee. No, no, no. The downtown shootout scene is the one that no, should do it No, but that's the end. That's yeah. towards the end. There's still quite a bit the of coffee, movie after that. The coffee shop's before that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like It's kind of it it's kind of slow, but then you see you know, the heat because he stays. That's the thing is the yeah. Nero's supposed to leave. You yeah. know, things are getting a little too tight, and he's leaving, but he stays for that girl. Yeah. And then uh, and then he's going to get away with it, but then he's like, I got to – because of the dude. The mm-hmm. dude yeah, he goes to get the dude that screwed up yeah, there. Yeah, the dude that dude screwed heist. up, the that shot the the, the guard. Because yeah, yeah. it would have never been an issue if they hadn't shot the guard. Well, yeah. he was, if I remember right, he was going to flip on him too, right? He was in protective custody, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, they'd put him up in like a hotel. But that, but he would have left. He would have yeah. gone him taking the, mm-hmm. the 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 girl with him. But yeah. yeah. But he had to get that guy, which is what ended up getting him killed. Mm. Well. But um, did you did did you get to the coffee scene, the coffee shop, when he slams the guy's head on the table and then mm. he goes to kill him and the guy runs away. No. That's a, that's about how. Here's here's about where I got Val Kilmer, and his wife were split up and Robert De Niro sees her at a motel room with another guy and he goes in there and he tells her how it's going to be and then I quit watching it because oh. I was already... All right, man, because he... I didn't you, get very far, I don't You think. have to watch it. There's a scene where, like, Pacino comes in on a helicopter, <laughs> right? Yeah. Gets out of the helicopter, takes this dude's car because yeah. they, they see him on the highway and chases him down and pulls him over. Yeah. And All he right. walks out. So he, they know who each other are. And he yeah. goes, and he's sitting there, and what's his name's holding, you know, got the gun and the thing, and, and Pacino's got his, you know, guard up, and he walks in with, you know, Pacino voice, let's have some coffee. Yeah. And, he's, and you see him sitting there, like, thinking, should I just shoot him? Yeah. And then he goes, De Niro. And it's, it, I mean, typical De Niro, like, okay. Yeah. And then they go to the coffee shop and basically just talk about, I'm going to kill you. And yeah. No, no. I'm going to kill you first. Oh. You know, and they kind of. And that's when he gets good. Okay. Yeah. And then it do, then it takes off. Cause All then, right. I'll then give it more time. Yeah. It's a good movie. So it's b- almost as good as Inception. Let, let me, <laughs> let, let me go, let me go ahead and bring my wife up on the podcast because, uh, you know, she's got this fantastic. You've been diamond her out quite a bit lately. Fantastic taste in, in movies. She's been telling me about this movie for a long time, about how much she loves it. She can't believe I've never seen it. I finally let her pop it in. It's the replacements. 
It's a good, oh, movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. That Keanu movie Reeves. was the worst movie you I've like ever it. seen okay. in my entire life. It's not a great like movie, Keanu but Reeves. that's a good movie. Yeah, that's Warzone. It's like Warzone. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you enjoy it. It's a good comedy. Yeah. It's a good football movie. It's it's good. Uh, I didn't know if it was any of those things. What was bad about it? It was just real. Do you not like? See, my wife. It's cheesy, but it's good. My yeah, wife hates Keanu. My wife hates Keanu Reeves. See, I like the guy. I love uh, Bill and Ted. Oh yeah. But like John Favreau's character is like the cop is hilarious. The fat sumo wrestler is hilarious. Matrix. The, yeah. I, was it an Irish or a Scottish guy that like owes all the money? The one where they're like he's oh, Welsh. He, he's Widerby. He's Welsh. He's Widerby. Yeah. Wow. Man, I can't believe you don't like the replacements. Dude, I didn't, that, I didn't care for it. I mean, it's a I, good movie. I, here's, I, I probably I don't, watched the whole movie right, unentertained. <laughs> I probably don't I probably don't like it as much as your wife does. Oh, she loves it. Why? Because of Kiana? No, she just thought it was a good movie in a lot of, all the right ways, I guess. I don't know. She, uh, I, I think it's a good football movie. I, I can't. I mean, she likes Armageddon. Uh, she loves gross Armageddon. That's her favorite? Oh, by far. What? Like her favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time, hands down. Wow. Have you showed her any of the Rockies? She went to sleep. Yeah. I mean, uh, she did kind of get into Rambo a little bit. Rambo's a good that. one, though. Yeah, yeah. Rambo's First a good blood. movie. Yeah, I even like Rambo Five, yeah. no Four. I actually saw well, a meme the other day. Next year. Yeah, Five's coming out. I, I saw a meme uh, the other day that said, "If you think cops only harass minorities, you've obviously never heard of John Rambo." <laughs> 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 uh, so I don't know. Maybe probably shouldn't make a lot of stuff like that, but it was a pretty wow. funny meme. <laughs> Poor Brittany. But uh, but no. So okay, yeah, she loves. Here's here's how much she loves Armageddon. She also loves. You remember I told you about the um, what's the sporting thing the the fitness games that she watched the yeah, CrossFit. CrossFit CrossFit games. She loved one of the guys because you know he had two teams and the teams were named after the shuttles from yeah you the said freedom that. and the independence yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like that makes me like him even more <laughs> terrible oh man hey can I ask you one question before we go yeah. Main, mainly focused towards Josh no offense Jeff no do you step in and correct people's form at the gym. No, I know it's random, but I mean, never, never, never. Okay. The only one, the, the only you don't time walk up behind them, start guiding them up. Well, and every down the only time I've ever offered any unsolicited advice was when a twelve-year-old kid had a um, lat pull-down bar, which are heavy. They're probably fifteen pounds mm-hmm. on the uh, on the stack, and the the top stack was five pounds. So it doesn't take a genius to figure out a 15-pound uh, attachment on five pounds worth of weight. It's going to come down. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I did was grab it and said, don't pull the pin out just yet. You know, basically, hold this before you pull the pin or it's going to come down in yeah. your head. Yeah. Okay. It's the only time I've ever offered diet. But when I, when I was working out with you, you would, like, if I was working out with you as, like, a gym partner, you'd, like, you would make corrections, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm at the gym today, and this will mostly only be funny to people watching, but there's a dude doing – Tricep pull downs with the rope, you know, where you, uh, br- you bring it down and then you bring it apart. Right. Or you can just bring it straight down. E- either or. This guy might have had like 15 pounds on it. And he's working with a dude that obviously works out all the time. A dude much bigger than me. Pretty fit guy. And the dude's just sitting there <laughs> doing this. And he's just going, like pulling it and then just going. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. He's yeah. spinning, and he's just throwing it up Rocking and down, his and up body and back and forth. Yeah. And the dude's just sitting there watching him do it. Yeah. And I'm like, and we're we're sitting there and like the way the mirror faces, it goes right back and you can see it happening. And like, we're all just like, and we didn't say anything to one another. We just caught it one by one. We're just kind of looking back at it like, 
dude, like you lock your arms out, you know, at like a 90, and then you bring it straight down. That way you're only activating yeah. the tricep. That's but not... I mean, do you think he's not doing it because he thinks it's funny? <laughs> oh, no. Or because like it, it got so bad that my buddy was like, I'm about to go over there and say something to him. Because I guess they used to be like neighbors or something. I was like, nah, dude, oh, just man. let it go. Let it go. Let, let it go. That's probably what his buddy did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even. That, here's the thing. I, if, if I corrected you, it probably just to keep you from getting hurt. But yeah. you got hurt anyway. Yeah, so. I try to do too much. <laughs> Obviously, I can't keep up with Josh, but I, I yeah. like to push myself so I don't look weak and yeah. I uh, hurt my back. But I but know. I mean it, it, that I just be like, yeah, whatever, dude. You never you don't know though. He yeah. probably could have tried to say something. The guy's like, hey, meathead, mind your own business. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Anyway. Well, because like, I'm dude, at, seriously, this is funny. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I let him finish. Like, I was trying to do deadlifts. <laughs> like, no, exactly. no, you're good, man. Yeah, yeah how hard it's gonna be to get another recording. You just ruined that, yeah, man. Just, just I, was, I was trying to do like, deadlifts one time, and this guy that does like just a ton of weight on deadlift came up and was like, "Hey, man, you might want to straighten this, lock this out. Hey, in order to get in that form, like, here's what I do. Yeah, and, you know, I appreciate I appreciated the information. He did oh, it yeah. politely, and I, you know, I did it helped my form. But I, just, I don't know. So yeah, I, see, I wouldn't do that. Not saying he, that dude is wrong. I just, yeah. I prefer not to do that. But I have guy had guys go, okay, can you watch my squat form real quick? You know, I just want to. So I'll just, yeah, sure, yeah. man. You may want to do this or this. So That's you don't do it if it's not solicited. Mm. Yeah. No, I get, but I get the, that. But I don't want to. I don't want to talk to people. Yeah. I go to the gym to work. I really, out yeah. And, I my my so. buddy is a very outgoing personality, and he talks to everybody yeah, at the see, gym. I, I can't stand people who talk at the I have which, a, which is fine. I mean, because it, it, it's like anything else. If it's your hobby, it's your community, yeah. man. And a lot oh, of people no, like to talk I agree. about stuff. And I but. talk to people when I'm done. Yeah. So I'm not just that. Yeah. But I have headphones in for a reason, man. Yeah. So. Do you like wear your hood over? No. I mean, I have before. Not make eye contact. He goes full Unabomber before. and just hoodie, big yeah. glasses. Yeah. Don't want to talk to anybody. Listening yeah. to Limp Biscuit getting pumped. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an hour and 10 minutes, fellas. All right, All right, good man. deal. Hey, I want to close out real quick. Yeah. What do you got? I'd like to say thank you to my friend Chris McKnight's grandma. Oh, <laughs> funny. I uh, I have a very strict rule on Facebook that I do not friend request anyone. Yep. And the only friends that I have on, on Facebook are the people who have sent me a friend request, and I will accept it. But I will never send out a friend request. I've unfriended people on accident. Uh, and are either friends with them because they friend request me back or still not friends with them because they have not friend requested me back. Mm -hmm. That's how strict I am on the rule. But I broke that rule. One time. One time for Chris McKnight's grandma and hands down has been. The best decision you ever made. Like I opened Facebook now hoping to see her post you have up front. You have purpose. Yeah. yeah. It's brought new meaning to Facebook. I put her on top of the list. wake up just excited every I'm morning? Like, <laughs> no, but I have a notification. Kick the covers off. <laughs> I have a notification. So when I see it and it says, and I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but when it says that she has a new post, yeah, I get a little giddy. <laughs> a little giddy. She's pretty funny, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, you know, we'll, we'll run it by McKnight before we do anything. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to, you know, put her on blast, but. It's, I, I, this is a genuine, 100% sincere expression of gratitude and appreciation for accepting my friend request. Yeah. This isn't a joke. <laughs> this is hands down serious. You need uh, to know I mean. Yes. Is she a listener? 
Uh, she should she be. I think she would get it. I think yeah, she would she get would. it. <laughs> she would understand wholeheartedly. That's awesome. Anyway. Lo- in fact, I would love to hear her comments I on know. the things we say. Exactly. So that's top of the dude chain dot com. Check it out. Yeah. Google Play, Apple iTunes. If you, uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know why I say that. What's up? Because you're either listening on YouTube or Google Play or yeah. iTunes. So there's no point in telling you to go to it. So just go to our website, top of dude dot com. Or hit us up on social media. You guys got anything? That's it. Tap Cue out. the outro.